2: Josh Brown, it is the first day after all the Easter festivities have ended. How many eggs have you eaten?
0: Tragically, Scott, no eggs. None. I got six eggs last night, and then I didn't eat any because I was too full because I made some pasta. in you purchased I six eggs yourself? It. No, I was given them, it, they were given to me right. by my girlfriend's parents. That's my my nice. own parents were nowhere to be seen. So <laughs>
2: They were eating all the eggs, mate.
0: They, they ate my eggs, yeah. my friend. How did, did, you have a nice day?
2: I did have a very nice day. I ate a, a lot of eggs, Um, a lot of, lot of eggs every day. We took an egg down uh, down the country, went for a little mish, and then took the egg down down there, didn't eat that one, but did buy other eggs and ate them. Did, did and you so, not
0: eat it because it melted in the car?
2: Uh, well, we didn't inspect it. We were too busy eating the other eggs. So <laughs> I've still got the original egg plus three other additional eggs. So many eggs still to go. We're not sponsored by Easter eggs, but what <laughs> what, what, what
0: brand was the Easter egg that was neglected? Uh, the
2: one that was neglected was Maltesers, sadly. What's your favorite? Oh, um, pieces, well please. the thing, if you notice, right, this is this is also the wind-up, which is Aye. certainly meant to be a video game podcast, but there's nothing going on in video <laughs> games, which is why we're talking about chocolate. And we'll get there. We've got we've got video game things to talk about. Um but speaking of Easter eggs, have you noticed, at least in the UK, there's a lot of gimmick chocolate going on. There's a lot of, um I noticed this last year, but um if you get something like uh, like a Toblerone egg or a, a Ferrero Rocher egg or a fingers egg, if you get a Cadbury's finger egg, they've made it so the actual egg chocolate is mm. has bits of the biscuit in it or bits of the flavoring like a crunchy or whatever. Like I got a nice finger egg, lol. And in there was the crunchiness of the finger, regular fingers in the egg. And I'm like, this is fine, but I'm also getting a packet of fingers with the egg and I don't need that in my main egg.
0: Well, see, I I think this now. Now I just want the Easter egg chocolate because, you know, you spend all year looking forward to that Easter egg chocolate Mm -hmm, in the same mm -hmm. way that you do like an advent calendar or something. Mm -hmm. However, when I was a wee child, (laughs) I used to always be mind blown that Uh the egg wasn't made out of the exact um, ingredients that Uh. the actual biscuit was. So if you've got a Malteser thing, I was like, I'm disappointed. Where's the Mm -hmm. inside? Like, why is there nothing in here? Which is why, Smarties was always the best egg because you crack that bad boy open and it has Smarties uh, at the bottom of the egg, so uh-huh. you can just like slurp those out like a goblet <laughs> and have a good
2: time. <laughs> to be fair, I guess they've now they're catering to you more than ever in a, in a year yep. when you're getting less eggs than you deserve. It's you deserve delicious. a lot more eggs, Thank but. I still think. I mean, that's the whole thing. You, it's always, it's always, a bit, always a bit of a toss-up whether or not the main egg chocolate is going to replicate the actual thing you're buying in the first place. Maltesers get it right. The yeah. Malteser egg is just more chocolate that would be in the Maltesers. But then sometimes I've had weird little knockoff eggs, like a Back to the Future egg or something, and it's just weird third-party chocolate. That <laughs> I just I don't know what the hell this is. There's no real frame, no uh, flavor profile that they seem to be going for. But yeah, I've still got a lint egg yet to go. Ooh, I a know. One, a that's, chocolate. That, that's from my mum. That she was. I've got you a lint egg, and I was like, this is either going to be incredible or I have no real reference for lint chocolate, so I don't know if this is good or not.
0: I think my mother would disown me if I told her I spent that much money on a lint chocolate. She, I,
2: I don't have no idea how much that egg is worth. It's big.
0: I reckon it'd be quite pricey, It's or, a big egg. I think she's shown your, her love for you there through the
2: price <laughs> of that chocolate egg. Possible, but I've still got that one to get to. Anyway, video games. There's no way to... Oh, I can make this work. Dr. But, Eggman, I played Sonic. There you go. Yes! The egg... Tri- triumvirate. I'm going to use triumvirate every week until it, until it gets into the, the main parlance, because this is the windup. I'm Scott Tilford, joined by Josh Brown. Hello, Scott Tilford. And usually we do, I mean, we were going to attempt this. We try and get each other wound up for the week with whatever's going on in the gaming industry, or whatever we want to argue about, but also whatever we're playing. But like I said, however many years ago, there's not that much going on. So we've done a little news video that's over on the YouTube channel, and we've got this podcast as well. And we're going to dive into, um, we've got three, we've got two, the three talking points, yeah. two, sto- two news stories, but I want to open on what we're playing because I am full sick, ill, put me down madness because I watched Sonic 2 the movie. I thought it was all right. My brain knew it was bad, but my <laughs> heart knew it was all right and I enjoyed it. And then I've literally just spent the Easter weekend when I wasn't traveling around the country playing every single Sonic game. That is insane. Including the 3D ones and they're really bad.
0: They're need,
1: really bad.
0: I need to know more about this. First up, how how is Sonic 2? next. <laughs> Give me worst to best on the games that you played. Sonic in. to the it's, Movie? Yes, yes, please. Sonic please.
2: to the Movie is very much assembled from other um, movies that you that are bankable. Like, Sonic, the, thi- the, the thing that's blown my mind, I might have to do a video on this. Sonic in himself was created in a vat. Like, he's, he was made to rival Mario. He was created by a series of group thing, corporate business types to go, okay, what can we do that is anti-Mario? That's literally true. And that was the way he came together. His shoes are from the Michael Jackson video, bad video. He was fast because Mario was slow. Like He was designed to be edgy with literal spikes because everything Nintendo was all rounded off. And that's the mentality that is in the Sonic 2 movie. It's a series of scenes and ideas and nostalgic beats that come from either other bankable franchises or just things that already worked in Sonic history anyway. There's not an ounce of originality in that movie But I love Sonic, so I loved it. And I could tell I was being manipulated. I could tell that I wasn't enjoying it for anything other than I already love Sonic. And I'm just pointing. I'm just Leo memeing. I'm just pointing at the screen going, I like that. Um, Oh, he's doing the thing. He's spinning around. He's, He's collecting the rings, like whatever. And so it's that. And so the Sonic 2 movie is barely a movie. It's a series of Pavlovian responses that I very much was triggered by and triggered and responded to. But it's not a good movie. Right. And so, but Sonic 1 wasn't a good movie. Sonic's barely a good character. I love him. (laughs) I've got a figure of him upstairs, but he's not a good... It's not good.
0: <laughs> this is this is the this is the Tilfordian paradox. It's <laughs> it's this thing where you go into it and you say, It's not good, and I don't really love it. But at the same time, I saw you looking at uh, statues of Sonic the other day, yeah. you were sending me Abort? how pristine they were. Yeah. This is you playing all of the Sonic games now. Mm-hmm. It's the Tilfordian paradox, it's something that you'd say you don't love, and yet it's taken up every five oh, no. years of
2: being. I love Sonic. Sonic. Okay. That's that's the pro- that's the illness. That's right. the sickness. That's what's taken hold. Because I'm now spending my time I'm playing Sonic Forces. It's crazy. It's like some of the worst games. Games ever made. I was playing Sonic Unleashed, where he's turns into a werehog.
0: I never played that, but right. it always um, appealed to me because he's a werehog, which yeah. can't be bad. He surely. looks cool. His Just, voice goes a bit d-
2: deeper. I and thought he looked a bit know. like,
0: he almost looks like Super Saiyan 3-esque. You know what I
2: mean? Like Woo. the long hair kind of going well, down. That, funnily enough, you, was it you that didn't know who Super Sonic was? Because that's... Yes, it was. That's full-on yeah. Super Saiyan. And um, yes. when his spikes go upwards and everything, yeah. which is in the movie, in Sonic 2. Um, one of the best one of the best feelings I've ever had in life, to be honest, watching <laughs> that. They're going to do it. He's got all the emeralds. He's going to do it. And then uh, that thing was incredible. But yeah, Sonic Unleashed. Um, Obviously, Sonic games, they just look at whatever's popular and then copy that. The only time that there was any original, well, not even originality, it was just Mario, but faster back in the day. Again, love Sonic. Yes. But, Every single game has just been whatever's in at the time, let's do that. Like Sonic Frontiers that's coming up is just Breath of the Wild meets Shadow of the Colossus. And um, so Sonic Unleashed was re- was released um, just after the God of War boom. So they were like, how can we do a melee top-down fighter thing? So they make him a werewolf, werehog, and then you go around battering people. Plays like hell. <laughs> Absolute hell. The opening cutscene's great, but the rest of it's terrible. Um, and then Sonic Forces is, um, they capitalized on the fact that the fandom make NSFW images of Sonic all day long. Okay. I was trying to go on the Sonic Reddit and when I started typing out S-O-N-I, the suggestion was Sonic and NSFW. And I was like, what? Why is this here, lads? And so, I mean, I feel like I've been talking about Sonic for about a year now. No, but, please talk about more. But that's the thing. So I, I uh, played Sonic Forces, which that game's hook was that you can make your own character as a Sonic character, which is fun enough. You can't get any beards, so I can't make me. But I made like a purple wolf man.
0: That would look weird if they had a beard too. Does that yeah. any Sonic character have a beard? No,
2: none of them have any facial like They're all meant mm. to be like kids. So right. it's like, although they did, when I was in Sonic Forces, because I my from a reference to Sonic is the original trilogy. And then I don't really care about anything after that. I've dipped in, I've played them all, but um, I've nearly always just scrunched up my face and ran the other way. So with Sonic Forces, it was terrible. Played it back when it released. And I only went back to it because of the Sonic 2 toxicity whatever that weird poison is. So I went back to Sonic Forces and there's a character in there called like Rouge the Bat.
0: Okay. Who's just, oh, like, a just like, a, like a
2: sexy bat. And she's got like big eyelids, uh, eyelashes rather, probably big eyelids as well. And she's just looking a bit sexy. And I was like, ooh, I see what you've done <laughs> with this because there's such a horny Sonic fandom that is out right. there. And yeah. they're like, you know, what if all these NSFW pictures were actually characters in the game? And what if Rouge the Bat was a sexy bat? And then you can just see them doing the the, the David Brenty and Ricky Gervaisian mesh of the fingers. And just sort of waited until it came to fruition.
0: I don't know how I feel about that. It no. reminds me of Lord of the Rings when they made Shelob a sexy lady. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was about either. That Scott.
2: didn't originate in the fandom. At least that would have some degree right. of we're doing it for the fans. All the, so- the Sonic horniness is like for the fans, and it's really weird because I'm not a horny Sonic fan. Like yeah. I'm not. I was never Listen, part of that.
0: Right. I mean, I mean, you, you all do you, but I feel like yeah. my brain has become poisoned since yes. five minutes ago when yes. I didn't know about the NSFW. So there's, there's so. A,
2: there was some statistic about Sonic uh, fandom that if you, because basically anyone listening to this or you right now can Google your name followed by Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. and you'll find someone will have made Josh the Hedgehog. Right. There's there's, a, there's some statistic that Sonic fandom has the most fan-made like versions of a character ever or something. Yeah. So I think they were trying to capitalize on that. My overall point is is that I quite li- well? I didn't like it. I had <laughs> I had fun with Sonic Forces. I made my little purple man. Yeah. And uh, and I and I you got like a grapple hook because every game has a grapple hook. Do you call him Scott? Uh, I don't think I got to name him. Oh. Maybe I did. I think I would I would have called him Scott. Yeah. Um, because it's it's only ever Scott or Slash because he's because I like ah, I nice. like Slash the guitar. But um, yeah. So I, I played a lot of Sonic stuff. Um, as well as WWE 2K22, which I still <laughs> haven't had a single WWE match in. It's only AEW. Um, it's only that other thing. Are we all but, just kind of like reliving
0: yeah. our childhoods at this point? A little bit. I you don't know. know how
2: much we need the um, the nostalgia blanket right now. Yeah, but I, I, I'm very much tucked in. Well, Whatever like this that. is, I'm tucked in. See,
0: I was never... Well, here's the thing. We talked about this actually off podcast, maybe mm. on podcast. Life... And working life is a blur, and I don't yeah. know when it one ends yeah, and the other yeah. it begins. It's a sickness. Uh, we were talking about, though, Sonic and what it meant to me because I used to be, like, well into Sonic mm. when I was a kid, but it was the animated shows, you know, it was like... The
2: original one was brilliant. Yeah. Sonic well, Boom's that. really good, too.
0: I may have watched that. I mm. can't remember, but it was, like, the, the, the younger ones. But then it was one of those things, you know, we I think we all have you know, things that we were into in childhood, and some of them come with us for the yeah. rest of our lives. For me, it's superheroes, it's, it's Marvel, it's DC, and it's Dragon Ball Z and Spidey. Stuff. It's, it's definitely Spider-Man. But other stuff just kind of gets left behind. And mm-hmm. you still have a nostalgic for it, but I have no interest in Sonic as an adult, kind of similar to Pokemon. I used to watch (laughs) that show to hell. I used to love Pokemon, 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 the movie of of all things. I Uh used to watch that thing on VHS over and over again. Uh But that was also a thing I sort of left behind. And it's a shame because I see people like you enjoying this stuff and people Mm. are loving Sonic 2. People love the first Sonic. And I'm like, I wish... I wish I could watch it, but and I, and I could just he put could. it on Netflix. But at the same time, will I get the same glee that you did when you saw those big pops in the film?
2: I I don't know. That's well, I don't know because I don't know how many. I guess you've seen enough episodes of the animated show that you have a reverence for Sonic, and you him eating a chili dog is going to do something for you because that was they brought in in the show and stuff. And so they have those they have those references. But that's the thing with the Sonic Two movie is that all it is is reminding you of things you already love. Like it's just it's all that that's all that thing is. But it's. Lo- I mean, the thing is, that that's what's so ludicrous about it. It's such a weird anomaly. That's why I mentioned Sonic Origins as an, as an actual character, because this movie has now made $213 million or something. As of, I checked the box office this morning, it is doing stupid numbers. It's done like 10 times as much as Morbius yeah. or something like that. And it's just insane. And it's like, but that's the anomaly. Most of the time, um, audiences can recognize when they're being manipulated and or- audiences can recognize when something is um, factory- Pumped out, but because, something about the fact that Sonic was always that from num- from day one yeah. somehow works.
0: Well, is it? I always think it's interesting because the original Sonic was kind of like one of the biggest, uh, you know, U turns in cinematic history. You know, the yeah. first tra- trailer dropped with the original design for the Sonic rat design. Yep, and all of the fans went, Who's this rat? Who's this blue rat? <laughs> I don't want to see this. What the hell are you doing? This is not what video game fans want. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, Okay, okay, well, listen, we'll redo the design. But this one, seems to have been built with that idea in mind. Yes. Like even just looking at the trailers, from what I can tell, you know, it's it's more colourful. You mm. obviously have more sonic characters in there. It feels and again, correct me if I'm oh, wrong. Or your your
2: favorite characters at the very end. Uh, yes. The yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes they are. But and it also feels like the human characters maybe have been skilled back a little bit. It seems like mm. it's given people more what they want from the first time around, which like you said, you know, is eliciting these responses and stuff. And I think just by caring in that way, because so many Hollywood movies just don't care at all. Mm. We'll completely rip up the law, we'll not care how they present the game. Like, it's it's the bare minimum, if you look at it on paper, <laughs> but it happens so rare. I think that's why it's resonating with people, because it's like, holy crap, like, you that's the game on the screen.
2: Well, there, there, that's the thing. When you watch it unfold, you know exactly what they're pulling from and you're, it's a very safe story, it's very easy to do. You mentioned the human characters, which is interesting because they it feels like they're in here more than ever. Oh, okay. Like it's almost like if you took like a very average rom-com and then like an animated, like sort of DreamWorks, Pixar movie and just smushed them together. Um, and literally on the timeline, on the video timeline, you're cutting to different scenes that have nothing to do with the other one. There's like a hilarious uh, thing about like a wedding that's going on in Sonic 2. Nothing to do with anything until it randomly does near the end and it's just like what are you guys doing um, I wish every human character would die to be honest in that, <laughs> in that franchise the only one that I need is
0: oh, I wasn't expecting that I was just, I was like
2: what's the word I, it's, it's get rid of them I can Matt Hardy delete them for a reference uh, for a wrestling reference but just get rid of the human characters we don't need them you can keep Robotnik because he's brilliant and keep the guy that makes his lattes but the rest of them can all go
0: let me ask you about Robotnik because yes. uh, one of the biggest mysteries of my childhood pre internet was the difference between Dr. Eggman and Dr. Robotnik <laughs> because I used to watch cartoons where they were interchangeable and I didn't understand. Now, however, love seeing that character yeah. on the big screen. Love that Jim Carrey has his big mustache this time around. That's the actual He, he flies element. in that, like, that
2: orb thing as it's well. So egg. good. Yeah, it's yeah. Egg, egg,
0: egg, It egg is an egg, isn't thingy. it? It is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's all one coherent gimmick. A mean bean machine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Yes, uh, Jim Carrey's Eggman. That's the element where I'm like, I could watch this you. Please the thing tell is, me he's good.
2: Oh no, he's solid. I mean all he's doing is very is original Jim Carrey stuff. He's doing very Jim Carrey stuff from uh, the 90s. It's very very Jim Carrey in the 90s. Um stuff that you can tell was improvised on the spot, stuff where it's just medium shot cut off he's improvising and they'll put a character in there in with him somewhere right. later in the in the edit or he's just prancing around on stage on the on set and they just left it in. Um you can very much tell that he's having a lot of fun. Um and obviously he's said since then that he wants to retire from um wrestling, I was going to say, <laughs> from acting. Um, but he's also said that he wants to do fat Robotnik before he's done. So I right. hope that he does come back in a full big fat suit. Because yeah. um, they do show the, um, the the classic Robotnik suit at one point, right. uh, where his guy that makes Latties is flicking through potential suits and he sees the one from the games. And so, like it seems that like they're going down that direction. But yeah, he's really fun if you do have the reference point for the 90s. I wonder if um, that middle age demographic, like, I'm saying middle age as in between kids and us, if right. you're a teenager watching this, you'll be like, what's this 60-year-old guy doing? <laughs> Whereas we can be like, I remember he used to do that and he would contort yeah. his face and all that kind of stuff. So he's doing a lot of that um, and it works. I think he, I think he's a good Robotnik because um, Robotnik, I mean, I'm going to call him Robotnik because, I mean, I'm, it's not Eggman. It was always Robotnik. I know that Eggman is his original name. Right. Dr. Robotnik is the Western name. Right. Um, also in the comics, it was Dr. Ivan Kintobar, which is Robotnik backwards, Sonic fandom, uh, but it's, it's Robotnik. He sounds better as Robotnik. In the movie, they call him both. They? Some okay. characters call him Eggman. Some characters call him Robotnik. Right. Never explain why either. That would
0: not have helped me as a child
2: no. whatsoever if they did not
0: explain that. But now it makes a lot of sense.
2: But I mean, I don't know if you played um, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. I did not. Right. So that they brought that out on the Mega Drive, I want to say. The coffee shop where the guy makes the lattes is called the Mean Bean. Which is a phenomenal <laughs> pull. It's so it's great. things like that where you sort is, of you look at it and go, "Yeah, all right."
0: I don't know if the audience listening to this knows that I'm Scott still here. Yeah, I mean has I been <laughs> 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 Very true, <laughs> very true. They've all gone. Yeah, we just talked to ourselves. Probably just a couple of mad men in the room. Yeah. Uh, but Scott Tilford is really into coffee at the moment, and now I'm wondering. I've always been
2: into coffee, but I'm more well, into it more thing? than ever. Carry on.
0: Yes, yes, you're. Uh, you, you, you've, you've always been into it, but like you said, now. Yes. Now you're going up to people in coffee shops and asking them what beans they use.
2: I literally did that yesterday and I brought some home, I brought some specific blends home. I knew
0: you would. See, I didn't yeah. even. I didn't know that story, yeah. but I knew that story, yeah. you know what I mean? I blended them. My point here was going to be a joke and now we've gone too many ch- tangents that doesn't have a punchline anymore, but I was well, going to say uh, is this where your coffee obsession started with Dr. Robotnik and his mean bean machine?
2: No, to be honest, although unless it was some sort of subconscious trigger, but it was more just, I don't know where the, I think the coffee thing came from just needing to stay awake for university life. <laughs> but I do like that they have a character in Sonic that is just obsessed with making the best lattes possible and then Robotnik has like a specific blend and if he doesn't get it right he gets annoyed with his little lackey man.
0: I like that everyone gets to that point in their life where they realize you were either going to have to choose a healthier lifestyle or you're just going to have to start liking coffee. And for Ooh. me, it was just, I had to start liking coffee because yeah. I, I, I wasn't in the game of getting healthier or having more sleep. So. But
2: you won't have coffee with your sugar in. You won't ha- you won't put sugar in the coffee. Listen, right, you won't the make it better. See,
0: listen, anyone can do whatever they want. But for me personally, right, <laughs> I view the coffee as a vice already. It's something that I need to keep in control uh-huh. and not let it get out of... Out of hand, so adding more stuff on top of that, like sugar and stuff, it's just it will snowball. Scott, I know what I I know what I'm like, I know what I'm like. In the next time, I'll be having 10 coffees a day, five sugars in each. It's just it will snowball like
2: that. We are going for pints after work. Funny enough, we're not drunk right now, we're (laughs) gonna go for pints after work. I might get a coffee with a little bit of sugar in, okay, and I might give it to you. (laughs) I might just feel like, just, just try it have a little sip because if, if, if it's a vice if you're attached to it anyway it should be the best version of that vice
0: if I have a pint and also some coffee I'm going to be like the most
2: dehydrated person <laughs> in the world man just balance it out and um, we should talk about some video game stuff technically everything we talked about is video game stuff yeah, it but is. it's also Sonic 2 Madness um, speaking of madness though you do a thing we need to coin a term for this you do a thing where you get really into a certain franchise IP feel energy around a certain thing and you very much binge that thing it's like the Netflix binge for video games remember mm. you did with Devil May Cry and you played all of them in a row um, including the newest one DMC5 and I feel like because of Elden Ring you're in like this like kind of Ringsian from Softian binge and you went from Elden Ring to Dark Souls 2 to Dark Souls 3 to Bloodborne yeah. and I think that's where you are now
0: literally just finished Bloodborne and right. again last night the uh-huh. final boss and stuff and I'm going to do the DLC later on this week when I get time mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know I just enjoy taking on projects like this Scott I think right. that's what it is and when I'm in something I want to be in it like I've talked on this podcast before about finishing Elden Ring not wanting it to be over and then I jumped into Dark Souls 2 because I hadn't played that one.
2: I bought Dark Souls 2 because of you and then I, I played it a bit and went, no, this is terrible.
0: Well, I played Dark Souls 3 because of you because I know how much you really enjoyed that as a as a victory lap and stuff and that yeah. was fascinating. And then when I played Dark Souls 3, I was like, there's so much Bloodborne in this. Right. I need to play a Bloodborne to appreciate it even more. So then I went back to Bloodborne and that was, um, you know, we did our ranking last week, which mm. I thought turned out to be a really good episode. Thank you. And we were talking about blood, Bloodborne on that. Mm-hmm. But going back to it since discussing that, it's, it's funny. Because you, you you understand how far like, the series has come, mm. how far from software has come as developers, and it's it's a big big jumper, man going from uh, Daxel's three sixty frames per second to Bloodborne thirty frames per second. that's why I
2: can't even try it again.
0: I totally get it because I had it half an hour where I was um, I literally went straight from the credits of. Dark Souls 3 to Bloodborne and I had half an hour where I, I was in this adjustment period and I was right. thinking maybe I'll just pile this one off maybe I'll wait for a potential remaster because mm. that game is great I still think it holds up incredibly well like how's, I, how's the how's the dash? Uh, the dash is awesome man good. but you don't, the thing is I don't even dash that much because I don't lock on anymore because it's better if you don't lock on Ooh. and then you do a roll instead so then it's just Dark Souls that's good that's, good. It's really good
2: that's Tomb Raider that uh, <laughs> dash twice <laughs> and then roll <laughs>
0: There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't remember what I was saying, uh, but yeah, like the limitations of it. I think that it, I think it just would benefit so much from a 60 frames per second pack. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
1: Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt.
0: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care.
1: Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Mm. And it would be more appealing to people going back to it because it was a...
0: D- difficult pill to swallow initially.
2: Well, because for the longest time, it was I, w- I was that guy going, you can't swear off a game because it doesn't have this, a certain frame rate thing. And I think that was because the over, overwhelming amount of games that were available on console were 30 FPS. Um, and even though resolutions got higher, like the, the frame rates were the last thing to get carried up. But now we're in a 60 FPS baseline, I feel, for the, for the vast majority of games. And so Bloodborne really, really sticks out. And as much as I didn't enjoy Bloodborne that much first time through, I did finish it. Um, I would like to go back to it again and just yeah. see how it feels, because it is a lot of- people's favor, but going from Elden Ring at 60, or at least 45 to 60 for the most part, um, and then yeah, I replayed quite a lot of Dark Souls 1, and then chunks of 2, and bigger chunks of 3, Um, I don't know if I can, I just can't do the Bloodborne thing. I think you can, man. I think (laughs) your brain will instantly say
0: no, but then you will get used to how it flows and stuff and it still feels fast, you know, like the the combat in Bloodborne is much faster than it was in the older Dark Souls games Mm -hmm. and it still feels like you're keeping up with it, you know what I mean? And I do think the concessions are okay when you look at the vistas, you know what I mean? Like, the uh, environments in that game are just still stunning to this day. I think the uh, aesthetic design of that game is the best in all of the Souls franchise, even Elden Ring, which has some absolutely stunning um you know visuals mm. and stuff. Like Bloodborne has this coherency cool to it that is just it blew me away all over again. I knew I loved this game right. and I'm playing it again, thinking I can somehow love this more. There is the capacity to go higher. And I that was surprising like, and fun.
2: There's something really cool about the FromSoft one-offs. Like, if it stays a one-off. Like, there's something about Sekiro yeah. that feels like a full package. And there's something about Bloodborne that feels like a full package. And I would that's why I, I part of me does want to go back to it, even though I didn't like it that much. But I do... I, I want to... If, if they're ever going to do a patch... And it still feels like it's incoming. It just feels like we keep circling around this idea of them doing a patch. Um, and especially if the, the latest rumor stuff about FromSoft being acquired by Sony is correct, one of the first things they should do is put a 60 FPS patch out for Bloodborne. And if any of that comes true, I will hate myself if I've started playing it on 30. Because yeah, I'll want to you know. restart it, and then all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I, part of me's just holding off. And, but uh, you know,
0: this is exactly on yeah, I was uh, like, when I started, I was saying to my girlfriend, I was like, I had half an hour in, and I was kind of thinking, oh, do you think I should uh, start, maybe wait for a remaster? And mm-hmm. I was like, stressing over it. And she was just like, Grow up, like grow up. There are there are, there are bigger issues right now, Justin.
2: Than... I love you're like when like a tent takes off in the wind, and you have to sort of like just nail it down. Like, no, yeah. you're going to be a tent and stay here. That was it. That's I had, great.
0: And this big crisis of maybe they'll remaster it. Maybe I won't want to play it then. He's like, I'm trying yeah. to read, Josh. Yeah, just,
2: I've got a life of my own.
0: Like, no, you don't understand. It feels a bit fragmented, uh, but it's but it's still awesome. I think you're right though. One, hopefully, they remaster it or even remake it at some point. Mm. I think if uh, Blue. For instance, wanted to uh, you know remake another From game. I think Bloodborne with it not having a remaster with it not having any patches oh, oh. is maybe the perfect one. Ooh, you making a face. No, no, in the best way. If okay, they
2: but- if they did the Demon Souls remake treatment to Bloodborne, yes, I'd salivate, Josh. The buff.
0: thing is though, Go then on. I'd be like one of those Demon Souls fans who were really mm. angry about any minor change because I do think Bloodborne is perfect and I would be able to separate it, but it would be difficult.
2: All I all I want, I mean that's the thing, all I want is a 60fps patch. All I think right. it looks good enough. I think like yeah, I mean you, you could do the glossy Demon Soul stuff where you make the puddles extra shiny and it looks everything looks extra wet and dank and whatever but just give me a 60 FPS patch yeah. um, overall though you've done a big old binge
0: this is it Yes. and I think I'm finished this is what oh, I really? was going to say this is why I want to underline it right now I okay. don't think I'm going to do Sekiro Interesting. this might
2: change come next
0: week. it's the bit? best one Josh I know and I want to play it the most but, <laughs> <laughs> but I've spent so much it. it's literally two months playing nothing yeah. on soft games and I'm ready to move on I'm ready to move on my friend two. and this is a What Culture Gaming podcast exclusive <sighs> right now I've not revealed this anywhere I'm ready to move on
2: to Condemned (laughs) Criminal Origins. Why? That's the next game I play. Did you play it back in the day? I did. Why then? Uh, that game goes places. <laughs> that game goes bad places. That game started as a cool Seven-style detective thriller right. and then became this weird supernatural thing with the shout where you're shouting people yeah. the magical vocal cords. What the hell is that game? Great.
0: That's what it is. It's Another not the thing is, I, I played the second one more than I played the first one. No way. Uh, Two
2: is terrible. I love
0: that game. Why? I just... Like you know when you get something in your head I was young to be fair I've not uh-huh. played it in a long long time uh-huh. you know when you get something in your head and you think that is so what I want I want first person brawling <laughs> I, want I want magical, a little bit of horror points. and I want a little bit of supernatural business yeah. towards the end and for some reason it's scratch and itch there's a bit where you have to like fight a bear or something or yes the bear in, combat, a, in a, yeah, cabin, in a yeah, yeah. cabin Yeah,
2: that was a big set piece back in the day and I
0: just thought that was cool I thought it looked graphically impressive for the right. time uh, and it was just the first-person melee stuff, which I hadn't seen much before. I mean, it, that really only came into...
2: Had thou not played Chronicles of Riddick? I was just about to mention well, that. There you go. This
0: is why we are so in sync. Yeah. I had not played Chronicles of Riddick at right. that time. I think it was Xbox exclusive it for was, a little uh... bit, and I didn't have it for a little bit uh, oh. until he did like the little bundle remastered.
2: Yeah, the Dark Athena stuff. To this day, Chronicles of Riddick is the benchmark for first-person melee. I don't think anything's ever got as satisfying as that. Like a haymaker in that game where you could do the combos and you see their faces get hit. Like, it just, that Riddick was so cool, man. Like, uh, games. I mean, I like the movies, but like- Pitch Black's good. British Black's all right,
0: right? Yeah. I've not seen it in a long time.
2: No, that's the thing. I went back to it after um, being very adamant to my wife that we need to watch it. And then I watched it going, this is really bad. (laughs) Nothing's happening. You know, you recommend a movie and you just sit there going like, (laughs) it's not doing to them what it did to me. It's not good. It's no Sonic 2. It's no Sonic 2. And you're kind of just stuck sitting through it. Um, But yeah, in terms of, (laughs) what would you think of Criminal, the origin thing?
0: Well, what would I think of it? No,
2: what made do you think of going back to it now? I honestly have no idea.
0: <laughs> it just sort of pops Is into it my available on anything? I don't know. This is the thing. I will have to track it down at CEX or something. Or some I think you'll end up buying an original
2: Xbox because I don't think that's on backwards compatibility. Really? Because for me, as, as someone who scans the backwards compatibility lists frequently, I don't think that's on there.
0: Well, here's the thing. Go oh, on. This is actually works out quite well because the mm. other game I was wanting to play was the Obi-Wan game on Xbox. <laughs> so maybe it'll be a nice investment.
2: I don't think it will. I think that will be one of the worst things, one of the worst ways you could spend your time. That Obi-Wan game has been forgotten to the annals of time for a reason. Okay. I don't know. It's no Jedi Power battles, It's it? Well, no, what is? Well, what, what is? is? That's all I'm saying. In terms of uh, video game stuff, though, we should talk about actual video game rumory things, Um, which is to say that there is a report from Insider um, talking about the idea that Microsoft slash Xbox are planning on including in-game advertising. Now, this is something I said to you that um, first emerged back in, like two thousand four ish, the idea that you could change a game's billboards or its signage or whatever. Like if you're in, an, if it's a sports game inside the arena, if it's a racing game, you change the billboards. Um, the idea of letting any company have access to that advertising space and then changing the adverts along with however long that game is, you know, popular or something. Um, that's been a conversation for the longest time, as far as I can remember. Um, and in the report, they do cite various other, um, you know, different IP that have tried these things. Um, but the idea is that Microsoft slash Xbox would create a private marketplace, quote unquote, and um, where only select brands can apply because they don't want to irritate players, and they definitely they also say that it'll not disrupt gameplay. So it's very much the the idea that came about. Right, I remember the first instance of this with Burnout back in the day, and Burnout Paradise did get um, specific adverts that would change in real time. Um, as did, apparently Saints Row 2. Apparently there was a Netflix right. advert in Saints Row 2 that isn't around anymore because it was like a live connection thing.
0: That's a fascinating artifact. Yeah, I,
2: I like I, I remember when, um you know, the whole idea of, what do you, what do you call it when brands are in stuff? Product, product, placement. product placement. When um, Duracell batteries were in Alan Wake and I remember people freaking out about that. And I, when I was younger, thought it was cool because I yeah. was like, well, that's what batteries are. <laughs> and I was like, well, they're, that's, they're real batteries. I've got those batteries. And I didn't mind it that much. And I think it depends how it's done because ironically in Sonic, in Sonic 1, they stop the movie to talk about olive garden right yes they stop, yes, I, yeah, they I, stop I, I, I the movie to just say um which which deal should we get which bowl should we get and you go, oh we should get this bowl and he goes oh we should go to olive garden um because when you're there you're family and i'm like i, I want to throw up in my head what the hell are you doing with this thing but anyway, um, that's uh, very indicative of my changing thoughts on product placement. But what do you think of, um, and also all these, um, this idea of um, adverts being put in games, apparently it's only for their free to play games. Okay. So I guess that would be Halo Infinite. One of the billboards would change in the background or something.
0: I mean, listen, I'm not inherently I'm for the Halo TV show. against it.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm
0: not inherently against it because you know it's a way for them to recoup costs and stuff. My mm. only issue is if it's on top of ways that are already recouping costs costs that are potentially egregious and potentially manipulative Mm. or what have you you Mm. know if this is on top of the regular free-to-play fluff like that's gonna (laughs) in my opinion make for a a worse experience if there's microtransactions and loot boxes and
2: the billboards are like exactly like
0: if if that was say it came out it was like the primary way we're going to make money is through the advertising Mm. thing i'd be like cool but if it's just a thing of how many um you know different what would you call it? Revenue streams. Can we get into this one game without mm-hmm. the player getting annoyed? That's what I'm thinking, are you just pushing your luck? Like, are you just seeing how far you can go with this? Yeah. So I'm not sure. Like in, st- in stuff like Alan Wake or the Nissan, I think it was Nissan in um, Quantum Break, which was another, yes. another remedy game. Yes. You know, like that stuff I'm, I'm fine with. If it's just something in the distance, if it's not drawing attention to Ooh. like the Sonic way, like I'm okay with that. That's it all depends right.
2: how it's used. It's weird because I'm just thinking of that Hideo Kojima one when it was like that ride with Norman Reedus on the yeah. TV show. Was just in there. <laughs> it was like that no sense. At all. It's not even in the same like ballpark of time period that like Envy's ABC or whatever it was, um, channel would still be active or something. Yeah, that's when it gets a bit bad. I. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed it because it's Kojima records scratch That's and everything's it. fine. That's but, it. Oh my god.
0: The thing is, right, if that was in any of the game, I'd be thinking, What on earth is that is this? But that had enough crack to it, I thought, you know. <laughs> Norman Reedus going to the toilet, going in the going in the shower and having the banner for ride with Norman Reedus in there was funny. Similarly, yes. when the Death Stranding Director's Cut came out and you didn't have the monster energy cans in there as well. Yeah. I also felt a bit disappointed for that <laughs> because the branding had worked where, you know, I don't even drink monster that much, no. but you <laughs> that became such a funny part of the Death Stranding experience that I missed it when it was gone because mm. it was such an odd thing to have in there. There's a way you can do it where the advertising, I think, you know, is odd and it's kind of funny and it's part of the experience, mm. but then there's also the way you can do it where it's just distracting and it's interrupting yeah. the game and then that sucks.
2: It's weird because I, like I said, WWE 2K22 is my first wrestling game in like 15 years or something, but I, I don't mind it, or I wouldn't mind it, I don't mind it when I literally see the Snickers adverts around the arenas in that game yeah. and I don't know whether they're literally... Patched into the code overall, or whether that's some sort of quote-unquote live feed that they can, you know, some brand can cycle things out. I don't mind that because it replicates what that arena would look like in real life. So I think it depends on the placement of it. I remember when this stuff first started getting talked about um, in regards to Burnout, and because Burnout wasn't Gran Turismo or something, everything is unlicensed in Burnout, so it made no sense to suddenly, you know, throw up something on the on the billboard or something. Um, And I remember God of War being in the conversation back then as well. That Sony were uh, back in the day, there was this whole thing about the potential of something like God of War. Um, having some sort of tie-in advert stuff. So I think it's a fine line to walk. Um, and like you said, it, it depends on um, how fleeced people already feel yeah. in their free-to-play thing. Because it's like, is this game just a weird husk, a weird structure with everything else slotted into it? That's um, it. Like a Jenga tower in reverse, where you're just sort of <laughs> like throwing everything in and hoping it becomes a structure eventually. So the last thing is, and we can do this quite quickly, because it's the very, it's the, very the quickest of leaks. Um, apparently the Nintendo Switch's Game Boy Advance uh, firmware, software, whatever you want to call it, the next set of em- the emulation suite for Game Boy Advance stuff on Switch has leaked online. Apparently, It's leaked over on 4chan and then there's a whole bunch of different videos showing this in action and apparently it's official. It is what the Switch is going to be getting in regards to the next update to Nintendo Switch Online. You've already got the NES stuff, the SNES stuff, the N64 stuff and they're going to be adding um, Game Boy Advance as the next chunk of games. How does that make you feel?
0: I had a Game Boy Advance, uh, Same. but I only had... Like six games for it. Okay. I had Spider Man Mysterious Menace. Very good. I had a Crash Bandicoot game. Very for good. It. I had a Spyro game for it. Uh huh. And I had a Planet of the Apes game. So <laughs> I, I'm not indicative of the average. None person. of them will
2: be on this service. That's what
0: I was thinking. No. None of those
2: are going to be You'll, have get, you'll, you'll get the Mario on. ones. Right, You might get Sonic stuff. I think I th- anything... That's the thing. We're on this weird cusp of all these like um, archives of content about to be unveiled where non-licensed or licensed stuff is very rarely going to be on here. Yeah. PlayStation Plus, this whole thing, I don't think there's going to be hardly anything on there. Movie tie-in stuff, Toy Story 2, whatever, is not going to be on there. And then this thing... I don't think any of them will be on there. Maybe the maybe the Spyro thing, because Activision might like remind you of that.
1: Maybe, but, yeah. Um
2: The cool little one-offs, like Bugs and Tars, Time Timebusters, or whatever. WrestleMania 18 is what I had on Game Boy Advance. What, what? Yeah, it was great. WrestleMania 18, oh, the video game. Oh, right, okay, game.
0: I was so confused. I was like, huh? WrestleMania 18, they <laughs> made individual WrestleMania games. Yeah.
2: Oh my god, there was a whole time when it was it was SmackDown was was a whole franchise, Raw was a whole franchise. Yeah. The WrestleMania series was a whole franchise. I
0: remember yeah. the SmackDown and Raw games, I just can't remember the WrestleMania games. Yep. That's I that must have played like ass.
2: Well, there was oh, there was Day of Reckoning, there was another thing, that was there. they were GameCube games, that was like right. Nintendo's version of wrestling games, um, and yeah, WrestleMania was on the Game Boy Advance, um, which I enjoyed, but like, it's, um, but that's the thing, it, like, if they're gonna add this content, then they need to do it right, they need to have, like, Zelda the Minish Cap, they need to have all the Mario games, um, they need to have the, um, the Star Fox, like, when they, because the, the Game Boy Advance is where they, re- is that one of the 3DS? I'm getting these wrong because I'm thinking <laughs> Star Fox is what they remade on the 3DS, which is where they remade Mario 64 as well. Right. That was when they went back to stuff and put them back out on the new on the new console. Game Boy Advance, though, was a nice little half-step. That's where Metroid Fusion came in and when they when they remade the original Metroid. It was like a little thing when Nintendo kind of went, we'll remake some classics for this new, quote-unquote, new hardware. And it felt like a nice half-step. It's like where the SNES left off. So I feel like the Game Boy Advance has a really nice catalog. Yeah. Um, but it's they're going to have to showcase it very strongly.
0: Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Is, uh, Every time they've added stuff to this service, I've kind of just met it with a bit of a shrug, just right, being kind right. of like I-, I might play that one. I've day. bought all of it. I know you have. Yeah, I was almost, Operation Winback. Almost did it to play Ocarina of Time, and right. then haven't got around <laughs> to that yet. Um, so, but I don't think my point is I don't yes. think this is going to be the addition that gets me in.
2: No, I, I depend, yeah, yeah. I the thing with my Game Boy Advance is I've not dug that thing out in a while, and mm-hmm. I my like most fondest memory is playing um, the Harvest Moon games and um, right. there was a Harvest Moon game on Game Boy that I just took everywhere with me. But I for me the Game Boy Advance as much as it was a very solid system I associated more with running out of battery and well, then running out of batteries myself.
0: This is it. One running out of battery, two Just being fuming, uh, (laughs) because I didn't have the light for it, so, and it was just, like, glare all over the shop. you couldn't see anything, didn't have a light that lit itself, uh, a screen that lit itself up, which was a nightmare, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I just, like, I just associate the Game Boy Advance with Planet of the Apes and logistical problems. The thing is,
2: like, one of my favourite Zelda's, uh, the Minish Cap, is Game Boy Advance Exclusive, and Mm -hmm. I had to, I spent £70 on a cartridge in New York to get that thing, and then I had to buy a Game Boy Advance SP, because I wanted a backlight, and so I eventually played it after I'd spent, like, a 100 or 120 odd pounds a couple of years ago. Um, and then now it's just going to be added in full HD and all that, all that jazz. Listen. If only I'd waited. <laughs> if only I'd waited.
1: Wait,
0: how many years?
2: Another five, four <laughs> years. I got it on my honeymoon. It was like back in 2018. But nah,
0: see, the people who had Game Boy Advance SPs were always the posh kids at school. I The, like the tribal tatty one. Yeah, and I like the big chunky uh, nah. purple brick thing. That's well,
2: me. after getting an SP in like 2019 or whatever it was, that thing's a nice little system. I didn't get the one with the tribal thing because I'm not Kerry King from Slayer, but I did think that... As a cool, like the flip-top thing. Yeah. Flip-tops are cool. Flip-tops are cool. Bring, Bring back them flip-tops. back. Yeah. Bring them back in phones, in tellies. Just I in everything. Know. Give me yeah. a flip-top switch. But overall, um, very little is happening in the gaming industry. But we'll keep an eye on stuff. And if something's big enough, we'll do a video. If it's not, we'll roll it into the podcast. <laughs> but either way, hopefully you'll suitably be wound up for the week. I've been Scott Telford, joined by Josh Brown. Always a pleasure, Scott Telford. Always a pleasure to be heard by all of you. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>